Cupid, this place is incredible. Mushroom people in mushroom houses with mushroom horses and mushroom clothes. It's all mushrooms. It's... It's all mushrooms. Huh. Kind of a one-trick reality. Still, anything's better than the endless void, even if we are still trapped in this crystal orb. Oh, but look! They're coming out to see what's up with us landing here. Oh, and they're greeting the mushroom golem that brought us here. Oh, they're hugging. Aww. Oh, and he's pointing to us, and they're pointing at him, and... Oh, they're all coming over here. Uh, hello. Uh, yes, uh, hi. I'm, I'm waving, you're, you're waving. We're all waving. Yes, hello. Uh, my, my name is Kemistro, the matchmage, and you seem to be a bunch of mushroom people. Oh, no, 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 you don't, you don't need to hug the orb. Oh, okay, go, go for it, I guess. Huh. It looks like Smoochulan summoned his familiar from this mush plane, yanking it out of its home and forcing it to do his will. That's what we in the wizarding community call a real jerk move. I just met Cupid and saw that maybe he wanted to hang out and... Well, we went from there. Oh, oh, oh yes, we, we need to get out of this orb. It's no use being in what appears to be a pastoral utopia of mushroom people if we're still trapped in here. All right, as always, Cupid. Well, if we want to bust this orb wide open, I say we use the same stuff that cracked it in the first place. No, not the powerful blows of a mushman's fists. Wizard romance energy. From Wizard Ads. Play the theme. Let's do an episode right now. Hello. You must be looking for love. This is Wizard Seeking Wizard. Listeners, tis I, Camistro the Matchmage, coming to you once more from the depths of the crystal prison that no longer floats in the void between worlds. Rather, I seem to have followed a mushroom golem back to their home mush mansion where I have been greeted by a community of mushfolk, all in fun little hats and vests all clustered up to my orb. I want to get out there ASAP and stretch my legs. And to break this sphere completely, I need wizard romance energy, harvested from those fresh wizard personal ads. That means it's time for that magisterium of mycelium, that law-fest of the forest, that magic spell to grow chanterelles, the one and only wizard-seeking wizard! This first ad comes from one, the Corpse Baron. Quite the descriptive sobriquet you have there, the Corpse Baron. Let me see here. What is this? Whoa! It's a rotting zombie head. You know, I never thought I'd get tired of disembodied heads, but I've had so many craniums through this sphere, you'd think I was running a branch of Chateau Chapeau, the hip hotel for the head on the go. I wish I were. This fellow could really use a complimentary mint. A mint sounds good, actually. How about I take a look in my pantry while you tell us all about your master, the Corpse Baron. Hello, my name is Michael, and I'm really excited to meet some new people. Uh, all right, here we go. Um, I'm 29, uh, originally from Gull's Hollow down south, and my parents still live there. I'm a passionate home cook, but I probably have more passion than skill at this point. But I promise I'm getting better, and I'm currently working on remodeling my kitchen. 
I also love to read, mostly nonfiction, but I do try to keep up with anything popular. I work a bit of a strange schedule, since I'm a professional necromancer, but I do believe as much in work-life balance as I do in death-life balance. I should probably talk a bit more about my work, since I'd rather talk about it here than on a first date. I think my career trajectory is pretty similar to most necromancers. I received a baseball scholarship to the Arcane College of Kashereth, but quickly ran afoul of the Archmage after I was caught accessing the Forbidden Knowledge. I was locked away in the Spire of Pondering, but my lust for power and immortality grew until it drove me nearly to madness. And eventually I was thrown out of Kashereth once and for all when I attempted to seize control of the crypts. From there, I assumed the title of the Corpse Baron and built my undying army. You know, tale as old as time, blah blah blah. Anyway, what am I looking for in a date? Well, uh, a sense of humor, obviously, but also a sense of adventure. I think I need someone who can point at a random spot on the map and say, hmm, I wonder what's there. I think long term, I'd be interested in a family. I'd love to hear the sound of little feet running through the shambling castle instead of just the sound of mismatched feet slowly clomping, you know? Well, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's about it. Uh, that name again is Michael from Gaul's Hollow, known also as the Corpse Baron, the Death That Wandered Kashereth, and maybe your new boyfriend. All right, bye. <laughs> I should not have waited on that mint. Mmm. I thought I knew bad breath from when I lived in that titan's hollowed-out tooth, but I did not know zombie monologue bad breath. You could knock out a minotaur with that mouth. Oh, what's this? The mush folk are bringing me something. It looks like a big platter with a cover on it. Food! Oh, good, I'm so tired of my own cooking. Let's see what it is. Oh, it's a big pile of decomposed stuff. Uh, thanks, but I, I cannot eat that. Uh, that isn't food for wizards, that's food for mushrooms. And I think it's poop. Oh! You're smearing it on the orb. Okay, uh, well... Mm, well, um... Well, thanks! Yum! I, um... I, I love it. I, 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 I suppose I can... I can feed that to Cher. He'll love it. He eats anything. Yes, I was talking about you. Uh, go back to sleep, there's a dear. <sighs> Gross. Uh, our next ad comes from Wendla, friend to the winged. It's an egg. Postocles brought it to me in a box marked very, very, very fragile, filled with harpy down pillows and insulated by the fine and lustrous furs of a cuddly waddly cushion beast, knit together in a protective seal by the soft smiths of Grelm to make a fabric with one one thousandth the hardness of air. So light, so airy, so thin is the shell of this egg that if I couldn't see it in my hands right now, I'd swear there was nothing in my fingers but the distant memory of a childhood breakfast. There's only one way to get the audio out of an advertisement such as this. Cupid. Oh, Cupid! My feathery friend, sit your birdly bottom on this egg so that we might incubate Wendla's ad. I made you a little nest out of the fur and harpy feathers. You can keep it after. I know it's not your egg, but we need this for the show. I know you want to be a hawk again, but I'm worried what another spell would do to you in this state. So how about we hatch this egg for now and work on that later? 
There you go. Just keep that egg warm until it... Oh! Hello. Thank you for having me on your program. My name is Wendla. I'm known around the nearest township as Wendla, friend to the winged. I know this from my frequent scrying, not from any time spent socializing in any godforsaken tavern or the like. I do not care for those folks, or, um, people, just really, in general, don't care for them, not my cup of tea. Well, now, Wendla, why are you on this program looking for companionship if you do not want to be around people? That's what all these these birds are asking me right now, as they're, they're all watching me say this and wondering just, what are you doing, Wendla? I know that's what they're saying. I know that they're, that that's what they're telling me. Get to the point, Wendla. These birds always trying to rush me along. I do live with... 34 birds, I live with three ravens, four robins, five sparrows, three wrens, six chickadees, three jays, one toucan, I don't know how he got here, and nine crows. Oh, I love them. I love them. I am lucky that I get along so well with all of my roommates. So, clearly, I am not lonely. I'll look around. I look, 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 look around at all of them. I, I have Scottly, who's an amazing listener. I, I've got Moglin, cooks me lovely meals. Cargill brushes my hairs in the morning. They all lay with me in my, in my bed until I fall asleep. They make me laugh. Terod goes out to the forest to fetch me twigs and scraps of fur. Oh, I, I have all of my needs as a woman fulfilled already. Well, uh, all but one. There is one need that I have that um, that these birds cannot fulfill. Um, oh, don't get in a twaddle here. Oh, you know it's true. So, uh, I am here to find a companion that can fulfill this need for me. Firewood. I need more firewood. It must be hand-chopped. It must be of uniform size. I need this as a consumable for my divination rituals, and I hate, hate, hate doing it myself. It blisters my hands. It makes me sweat. It's horrific. A really... I need someone to do this for me. Here is what I can offer in return. Your own bed in my home, a nightly pleasant conversation over dinner, and I can inform you what the weather will be four days in advance with absolute accuracy. The end. That, that is all I have to say. So, please send along a list of my possible bachelors and I will make my selection. Thank you very much. And away they fly through the crack in my orb and into the mushroomy skies. Farewell, little birds. They grow up so fast. Because they had a turbocharged magical puberty, they'll have fledglings of their own by nightfall, you mark my words. And then they'll probably explode. Ah, nature. Anyway, Wendler. Good luck finding a lumberjack to chop what needs chopping. I don't know how many lumberjacks listen to this show. It's not called Wizard Seeking Lumberjack, but if you're out there, a wayward woodsman looking for a bird lady's lumber to jack, Wendler wants your companionship. Or at least to give you room and board. And birds. Room and birds. Yes, I hear it too, Cupid. Never fear. I'd know that spectacular cardiovascular bump and thump anywhere. That's the beating of the great heart at the center of the heart tower. My heart tower. Smoochulon must be up to no good again for it to palpitate so potently. Uh, worry not, my mushfolk hosts. The true master of the heart tower is among you, within this very orb. 
I won't let that worrisome warlock filch a single fungus. Yes, yes, hooray for me! Oh, I hope I can keep that promise. One angry fungus was enough to turn this sphere topsy-turvy. I couldn't handle a whole mob of miffed mushfolk. I'd be slime-mold by supper. And that thunder... Yes, in a plane like this, a summoning would appear as a great bolt of lightning. Oh, that must be so painful. No wonder that mushman was in such a foul mush mood. Ah, but to return to our show. Last month you chose Astrophel, the Wizard of the Stars, and Vigo the Vavare to go on a rivalry date together. The two of them decided to test their metal in the highest stakes of all arenas. Wizard Karaoke! I've received the results of their date in this bucket of wizard beers. Oh, it's been so long since I've got in twisty on wizard beer. The beer for wizards. Let's see. It's got to be in one of these bottles. Nope, not in that one. Well... It's a shame to waste it. <laughs> ah, refreshing. Maybe this one? Nope. Well, down the hatch. <laughs> mm. Well, I really hope it's in the next bottle of wizard beer. Otherwise, I am going to be in no shape to host. Oh, let's try this one, labeled, This is the one with the ad in it. Hmm. Well, that's an honest mistake. Oh, I mean, hooray! This is Astrofell, Wizard of the Stars, here to tell you, Camistro, about my date with Vigo. After a round of wizard correspondences, the two of us decided to go to A Major Arcana, quite possibly the best wizard karaoke bar of the local dimension. It's a great place to hit the ground running with the rivalry. There's just so many opportunities to try and one-up each other, uh, both in performance and, you know, how much you can magically flex during, during your piece. As you know, wizards traditionally provide their own special effects at wizard karaoke. You're expected to put on quite the show, and we thought it would be an excellent way to show a potential rival our capabilities. Oh, it's, it's a great place. I love going there on the weekends. I prepared for this most spectacular date by singing in the shower. Vocal warm-ups are a must when performing at wizard karaoke, especially if one is to impress a rival. I was optimistic and excited about the evening. I admit I was uh, nervous at first. It's been a while since I was in the game, as it were. Uh, but, uh, you know, Casper just, you know, gave me some good pep talks. Thanks again, buddy. And uh, I just made sure to drink plenty of throat-soothing tea so that I'd be primed and ready to put on a good performance that evening. Uh, you know, all, all in all, I was uh, really looking forward to it, and I made sure to bring my three very best ropes of different lengths. So, you know, I got the, the nice uh, silk long rope, medium rope, and a short rope, and, oh, you know, with that, I can take on the world. My plan was to immediately start off on the wrong foot by telling Vigo how much I love Velcro. I even made sure to wear my Velcro shoes. I also wore my best wizard hat, the one with the light-up stars on it. I thought it might help Vigo recognize me at the bar since I am Astrofell, wizard of the stars! It also just looked good. I arrived a little early, you know, all the better to scope out the competition, and uh, while I was waiting, I uh, treated myself to a hex on the beach to uh, settle my nerves. When I got there, I went up to Vigo right away and pointed at my shoes. Oh, <laughs> he seemed so angry. I think I made a great first impression. By wearing the Velcro shoes, Astrofell managed to stop me from pulling my go-to trick, and uh, I couldn't tie their, their shoelaces together. Uh, but that's when I noticed that fancy hat of theirs had a lot of tassels on it. So, when they weren't looking, I managed to weave my magic and uh, get the tassels to tie themselves to their hair, so that <laughs> when they went to take their hat off later, oh, they'd be in for a surprise. 
we went inside and while we waited for our respective turns on the stage, I decided to critique the current performer. I wanted to make sure Vigo knew how good my criticism could be and the sort of nitpicking he could expect as my nemesis. Fizbo, the effervescent wizard of Bubbles, was up on stage singing Tiny Wizards. But his performance was falling flat. I told Vigo how Fizbo needed more Bubbles. They're a wizard of Bubbles for Merlin's sake. There were a good number on stage, but this was a wizard of Bubbles for Merlin's sake. There needed to be much more. Plus, Fizbo could have made some illusions of tiny wizards in the bubbles to really connect the performance to the song. Ultimately, it lacked pizzazz, and I relayed all this information to Vigo. I hope he found it illuminating. I was impressed. Astrofez's criticism of Fizbo was just spot on and so cutting. That was... Wow, I could not wait for them to turn that laser-like focus onto me. Finally... It was Vigo's turn on the stage, and his performance, wow. So I went first, and I knew just the thing that would get under Astrofel's skin. He sang, Would You Like to Swing on a Star, which we both knew was a jab at the fact that I have yet to swing on a star of my own. So when the lights went down, I conjured up an illusion of a giant star with a swing hanging off of it, and made sure that there is a beam of light going right from it right to them, so that... They were picked out of the audience. As I sat there watching, I was so mad, I started creating new schematics for rockets in my head. Because, you know, they haven't actually gotten into space yet, so it just seems like, oh, it was just perfect. Ah. I was really feeling the push to get to the stars. With any luck, Astrofell will soon stop building rockets to get to the moon and start building them just to launch me into the black void of space. And I'm looking forward to it. Next, it was my own turn to sing. I had chosen Hierophant's Hitch by Yulvisicles, as it is a song about knowing how to tie every single knot, including the most difficult Hierophant's Hitch. I thought it could be promising to rub my knowledge of knots in Vigo's face, even though, you know, it's his thing. I might be a wizard of the stars, but I know how to branch out. There was a small hiccup in my performance, however. I went to take my hat off, only to find it was tied onto my head. I knew it was Vigo, that conniving scoundrel, already making me take risks right from the start. I had planned a hatless performance, but that was no longer an option. And you know what? I appreciated the challenge. I decided to conjure a bunch of dancing, self-tying knots to fly around as I sang. I even made Vigo's short rope dance in front of him and tie itself into the Hierophant's hitch. I hope he was impressed, or possibly enraged. Pwah. I I was blown away by Astrofell's performance. It for two reasons. First of all, it was a great performance. Like it it takes a real master to tie a knot like that with a rope that short. And second of all, I don't like admitting this, but I don't actually know how to tie the Hero Fence hitch, which you know I'm not proud of. It's like how do they know? How do they know my deepest, darkest secret already? It's, it's like, we've been rivals for years already. Oh, but the best part. After our songs, it was time for wizard duets. This one pair gave a stunning performance, hitting a perfect harmony at the climax of the song. And, and then, and then, for their special effect finale, their beards started growing together. They just get longer and snake together until they were one beautiful unifying braid. Clearly, this duo had practiced for many, many hours. I mean, oh, they'd clearly been practicing this a lot at home. It could not stand. When their duet ended, Vigo and I locked eyes. I saw they were thinking the same thing I was thinking. I nodded. We knew what to do. The two of us teleported on stage and launched into a beard metal number. Cutting in front of everyone, appearing right in front of the other uh, performers before they even had a chance to get off stage. I shot some of my prototype rockets, never leave home without them, which exploded behind the previous performers and set their woven beards on fire. The two were launched into the audience. Oh, it was fantastic. And while Astrofell was doing that, I started pulling ropes out of my sleeve, you know, and it just kept going and going and going until we were just like ankle deep in rope. And that's when it started to really come together. 
Vigo handled our grand finale. He created a functioning rocket out of ropes. <laughs> I have no idea how. It makes me so angry. So, at the climax of the song, when we hit the finale, we launched out of there and just set fire to everyone and blew up the entire building. It's fine. It's a wizard bar. Those things blow up all the time. I've tested a rocket or two in one before. Oh, I had a blast. And, you know, I I can't wait to do it again. Uh, I've already got all sorts of ideas for uh, projects, you know, knitting and crocheting, all sorts of little things to really bug Astrophel. I, for one, had a wonderful night. Vigo has already inspired me to work harder and get my rocket finished. I awoke to floating engine models I had conjured in my sleep, and I've already started leaving traps by the front door in case he visits. I've been hearing some good stuff about this uh, Amy Golemy stuff. Uh, I figured I'd make a few of those and, you know, send them into Astrophel's lab to, like, mess up their papers and uh, erase their equations or, or whatever. You know, just really hassle them. I would absolutely go on another rival date again, and I think I could really come to love to hate Vigo. He's truly a promising potential nemesis. Oh, it was so much fun. Wow, that was quite the date, you two. Oh, hooray! I am happy you had such a wonderful time together. Oh, I've had too many wizard beers. I need to sober up. Uh, While I go and make myself a big cup of wizard coffee. How about you listen to this ad for The Path Down? So everything's okay? Mommy, calmate. I'll be fine. We both know she's fretting about you, but I've been telling her our baby girl is going to thrive. Aw, Mom. (laughs) I promise you guys, I have my telepathy completely under control. Dane's Inferno seems really dark. It's basically a tabloid. With poetry. Weird twist, but I'm listening. Well, I have to pay for school somehow. You know, my offer still stands. Not this again. Here's the thing. I kind of do want to tell you, but... Hey, no pressure. You don't have to tell me. My parents passed away two years ago. I can't let myself slip like that. Again. It's none of my business. I remember what freshman year can be like. You're still in college! I'm in my senior year. It's different. (laughs) God, I wish I had better control. Tell me about it. I'm worried about you! Quit it! I said I'm fine. I would do everything you do if I could, but I can't. How do I make this right? So, yeah, my first semester of college is going great. I got this. The Path Down, a sci-fi audio drama about grief, privilege, and superpowers. Welcome back. While you are listening to that ad, it seems that we attracted a most esteemed visitor. Now, I'm not an expert on politics, but I can tell a mayor when I see one. And it seems that this mush lady in her mush sash and mush monocle is here to make some sort of speech. I'm starting to pick up a bit of the local mush lingo. Uh, Let me see if I can translate. Mm, uh, Ooh, I'm uh, our... Honored guest has returned Mushmo, who we thought lost. Uh, declare a holiday in their honor. Let the feast commence. Oh, well, isn't that nice? We're heroes, Cupid. Heroes to mushrooms. I heard something about us being heroes. I want to be a hero. Somebody, call me to adventure. Hey, what's all that stuff they're eating out there? Uh, well, they're mushrooms, so... Some kind of decayed wood pulp, it would seem. What? But, but I'm wood pulp! I, I know, buddy. 
Don't look. Oh, my author. I think I'm gonna be sick. Here, uh, let me distract you. We've got another ad here from Sakimet of the Neuroses. Oh, my. It's a big sack with a note attached to it that says, Extremely sexually explicit contents. Wow. Okay, um... So, listeners, if you're not comfortable with that, uh, skip ahead until you hear my voice again. Oh, you might want to start skipping now. This bag seems to be full of teeth. Wow. Okay, let's just... Oh, I don't want to put my hand in there. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Hey, let's just, um... Let's just pour this onto the floor. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's still really bad to look at. How about I deal with the teeth and you watch the feast? Teeth are basically just mouth pages, right? I can deal with that. Okay, buddy. Tag me out. Let's see here. I think all I have to do is just Make these into a circle, and they should take care of the rest. Yep, they're starting to move like how Dad's mouth does when he talks. Let's hear what they have to say. Hello, I am Sekhmet of Neuroses. You know what? I, I, don't, I don't like how that sounded. I'm going to try that again. <clears throat> Hello, I am Sekhmet of Neuroses. Okay, that, I, I sounded like a crazy person just now, and that's not me, or maybe it is me, but you don't, uh, it's not a good first impression. So, uh, let me just, one more time. <clears throat> I am Sekhmet of Neuroses. Oh, there we go, that wasn't so hard. All right. Well, a little bit about me. I am a girl wizard. I, uh, I, I like other girls, uh, who are wizards. Uh, that's pretty much my deal. I, um... I'm a tooth aficionado. It's it's actually my dream uh, to trade in the rarest and sharpest of creature tooths. Uh, you see, I think the, the teeth are sort of the, the window to the soul, if you will. I, I think there's so much you can tell about another living being um, from the qualities of their teeth. And so, and so that's something that's important to me. And... Uh, one, uh, my, my favorite way uh, to spend my time is uh, probably to ride on the back of my giant vampire bat. Uh, I, I just, you know, there's, uh, nothing quite compares to the moonlit world from above when you're riding on the back of a giant creature that could kill you, uh, but won't because you're friends. Uh, I, um, I've sort of uh, spent the past... Uh, Seven, it's seven now years, uh, only casting magic on, um, myself and my own belongings. I've sort of been in a, a horrible, horrible, uh, quandary about, about using magic on other beings. I, um, may have, seven years ago, may have accidentally set a, a large magical fire, uh, to a small continent and burned the entire place to the ground killing millions uh which i don't i don't feel great about it i don't feel great about it i uh i am scared of fire now um i think light is good i i think warmth also is good i think they're best when they are separate and and worst when they are together so i try to Keep them separate, and I can tie a knot in a cherry stem in under thirty seconds. So how do you how do you like them apples? Uh, that's hot, right? Uh, now, uh, as for sort of what I'm looking for in a relationship, well, um, I would love a, a girl wizard who sort of knows how to relax and unwind because I am a little bit wound. <clears throat> I would say, I would say I'm rather wound, so if you're a uh, massage wizard or a mimosas on the beach wizard or something like that, that would be just really, really great. Also, if you 
were just really good at making people come, uh, and you just made me come so much that my brain was filled with nut. That that would also help me unwind. So any of those things. Um, I'd I'd like someone uh, with a taste for the finer things. Uh, someone who can enjoy a good glass of of wine. Um, and uh, I, I, I need, it's really important for me to be in a relationship with someone who makes me feel safe. Uh, and, and for me, what that means is uh, a good cuddler or a good hugger. And then additionally, maybe uh, if you're proficient at water magic, uh, that would make me feel much better about uh, fire anytime I was near it or saw it. Or if you just had future sight uh, and you could just make sure that you warned me about uh, terrible things that would happen uh, so that I could prepare for them. Those those would make me feel really safe. Uh, and so that's something that I'm looking for. And then uh, uh, sharp teeth are always a plus. I mentioned uh, making me come a whole bunch before and I do like getting uh, bitten uh, during sex. So, so the teeth would help with that. And then, well, it's a morbid thought, but if I outlived you, I would be able to harvest your teeth for my wonderful collection. Uh, and I would definitely do that. And it would be an act of love. It's an act of love if I harvest your teeth. Um, so, so uh, please, please date me and make me come because I am very lonely. Thank you. Okay, teeth, it's broom time. Thanks, Booker. You got it. Well, Sekimet, that was an ad. Wow. I, uh, I think that, um, maybe I should. Wow. Look, that was the horniest thing I've ever heard. And I studied lubomancy at the Butt College of King Anus. And that's not a euphemism. Oh, that's odd. The mushrooms have begun clearing a path to the orb. I can hear rumblings. What's this? A trio of burly mushrooms are rolling a big wooden ball right this way. Well, they've rolled the wooden sphere up next to my orb, and the mayor is leading her people in a chance. There's, as you see, there's something inscribed on the side of this wooden sphere. It's a... Uh, it's a drawing of a man in a pointy hat with a bird. Oh dear. Oh dearie, dearie, dear. In all the excitement, I'd forgotten the cardinal rules of traveling to a new realm. Be discreet. Arrive in an unpopulated area and don't be too sparkling with the spellcasting or the locals might mistake you for a god. I showed up in a mysterious orb from a glimmering portal in the center of town and brought one of their own back with me. These poor fungi think I'm some sort of messiah. I'm not cut out to be a god, Cupid. Gods have astounding abilities and go on fantastical adventures and watch and meddle in people's lives. That's not... Huh. You know, come to think of it, that, that actually, that does sound a lot like me. Uh, but no, I, I will not entertain the temptation. Remember the story of Amabrax the Pretender. They enjoyed being the god of the Dragorian cheese dwarves for a few centuries, but then answering all their prayers about curds and rennets and aging got to be too much for them. They came clean, confessed they weren't a god, and the Dragorians baked them into a brie for their duplicity. The Grand Council of Mages still recommends that no wizard travel to Dragoria, or eat any brie that has a hat on it. Oh, goodness. Those mushrooms are burning herbs and reverently touching the orb. Listeners, I must handle this culty conundrum, so here's an ad from San Maria, another young wizard looking for a magus to match with. San Maria sent their ad inside this onion from their garden, so I'll just give this a quick peel. Oh. Hmm. Looks like there's the skin of a grapefruit in the next layer. Well, I'll strip this off. And inside the grapefruit is an 
avocado. And, of course, the avocado pit is a fig. I'm sensing a pattern here. Give me a moment, listeners. And... Finally! Inside the caper, inside the olive, inside the cherry, inside the walnut, inside the fig, inside the avocado, inside the grapefruit, inside the onion, here, at last, is San Maria's ad. Hi, I'm San Maria, but all my friends call me Sano. I am 25, 5'9", um, but full disclaimer, I'll probably be tall in person, because I'm literally always in heels. I was born in Maresh, but I spent time between two cities, uh, the Dartland of Hume, and then Philly Doll, with my family, which is where I live now. Uh, I'm pretty close to my parents, I would say. Um, they were, they are, <laughs> both really good wizards, and I'd say they were a huge influence in my taste now. My mum's a well-known natural healer, and I grew up hearing really detailed travel stories um, of her flying to different worlds so she can help the sick. She's, without a doubt, the main reason why I decided to use my magic with plants and animals. Uh, my dad is a glassmaker who used to work for the ministry. I'd say I get my artistic streak and my fashion streak from him as well as some really cool home decorations too, and a general disdain for any office work. Ah, oh, fun fact, since I'm telling family details, I'm actually a small part giant. Long story short, my grandparents had difficulty conceiving at the time, until so they went to Hume to get help from the giants. They were both injected with this liquid called Fetchasum, and my dad was born. So, my dad has the giant gene, but no one told us until I came. I think what happened was, the week after I was born, I grew a good two feet. So, you can see why the juice had to come out at that point. Anyway, so that part is what makes my voice a bit deeper. And I found out, like, ten years ago, I think, that I can talk to magical and non-magical plants and animals as well as babies under the age of two. Besides that, I guess I'd say my main talents are potions, zoology, gardening. I have a beautiful garden, by the way. Probably the prettiest on the avenue, but I might be a bit biased. Um, and obstetrics. When I'm not doing one of those four, I'm usually performing with my band. You might have heard of us. We're called Mother's Gift. I do vocals, and my plant posse play the instruments. I like human crime drama, picnics in my garden, or any garden really, hazelnut cakes, and stacked jewelry. I hate mushed fruit, polka dots, and spells gone wrong. Uh, in my free time, I bake, I sketch, and I rearrange my house. I guess, I guess I'd say I'm looking for a semi-casual relationship at the moment. Uh, basically, you can meet my plants, but will not meet my parents. Um, I'm a vegetarian, and I'm only interested in dating veg and veg-curious people. No disguised meat-eaters either. I have a friend who's got a hypnosis, and all truth will come to light. Jokes, but seriously, no meat. Um, best date that I've been on was with a vampire, I think that was like two years ago. We got blood facials <laughs> and had a picnic at night. Um, ironically, this was also the worst date ever because she ended up trying to bite into my neck afterwards, and not in a sensual kind of way either. Safe to say, I'm no longer interested in dating vampires, ever. <laughs> Um, I want somebody who's spontaneous, somebody who's flexible. I move around a lot, both for fun and for business. Um, I'd like someone who does enjoy cooking, but I also do like going out a lot. No fire signs and no one that's an only child. Air and earth are ideal. 
I'm actually a Virgo and someone with a feminine touch. Ideally, you've grown up with sisters. Anything in between those terms is probably compromisable. Oh, you also have to dislike polka dots, if only for my sake. Anyway, that's like 60% of my cards on the table. If you're down, send me a love letter and a glass bottle. Texting is also an appropriate, boring alternative, but your choice method is your moment of truth. Bye. Best of luck finding your highly specific match, San Maria. Though I do have a question. Vegetarianism is perfectly respectable, but if your plants can do things like talk and play instruments, doesn't that make them people? Where, where do you draw the line? Is it that they can't feel pain? That they don't bleed? Would you eat one of these mushroom folk? Well, would you eat me? No, of course not, Booker. You're a book. But only because I'm a book? What if I was a sandwich? You could have made me out of a sandwich. I'd never eat you, no matter what you were. Would you eat Cupid? What if you were starving? I'm not eating anyone in this sphere. That seems awfully specific. <sighs> Wizarding poses so many dilemmas. That magical onion I tore apart might have had a rich intellectual life as layered as its diversified innards. But I'll never know. And, as the experimental wizard ethicists say, what you don't know can't be immoral. So, uh, I won't worry about it. There's that summoning thunder again. Oh, Smoochulan, when will you learn? Wait, summoning? Thunder? Oh. Oh! <laughs> yes, yes. It's just crazy enough to work. What is? Summoning spells manifest in this plane as a bolt of lightning, and that lightning might be powerful enough to shatter this orb. All we need to do is find a way to attract that bolt to us. But how? You mean... Attract it romantically? As though there's any other way. Now, normally I'd just use a big kite dressed up like a sexy lightning bolt. Like in the book of Bugsula on the binocular. Just like that. Uh, but we can't get anything that big out of this orb. We'll have to improvise a spell and be quick. That thunder is getting closer by the moment. Let's see, let's see, let's see. What do we have? Ah, a probability cloud of electron perfume. Lightning in a bottle of cheap wine. To spice things up, a, a big key in a jar that's winking saucily. <laughs> and of course, the most attractive thing of all. Confidence. Mix it all up with this romance energy boiling through the sphere, and we become the perfect lightning honey trap. And not a moment too soon. Here comes that cloud dragging its cumulonimbus gluteus maximus right over. Brace yourselves, everyone, and listeners. Don't forget to vote for your wizard dates in the show notes or on social media at whiz for whiz Now, get ready. Here comes the bolts. This time I'll have myself the Perfect familiar. No more mistakes. Ah! What's this? No, 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 this isn't right. This isn't right at all, not you. I got rid of you. <coughs> oh, 
What's wrong, Smoochie? Were you not seeking a wizard? Thank you for listening to Wizard Seeking Wizard. This is a community project made to give people something fun to do during our long isolations. All wizards were written and performed by the person portraying them. The hosting segment of this episode was written by Max Kreisky and Mark Camposano. Sound design was done by Tal Manier. You can find Tal on Twitter at Starplanes. Tal would also like to promote their show, Someone Dies in This Elevator. Someone Dies in This Elevator is a spoiler-driven anthology series where there is always an elevator and someone always dies, but everything else is different. Season 1 began April 26th, and you can subscribe to the show on your podcatcher of choice right now. In this episode, John Serpico was the Corpse Baron. You can find John on Twitter at John Serpico. He'd also like to promote his Twitch stream actual plays, Littlely, on twitch.tv slash the Splurts Hub and Knights of Prospect on twitch.tv slash 2MB Studios. Kaylee Kane was Wendla, friend to the winged. You can find Kaylee on Twitter at Kaylee L. Kane. She would also like to promote her Twitch streams, Little League and Knights of Prospect, which you can find Saturdays at 8 p.m. EST on Twitch and on Twitter at Too Much Bread Studios and at The Sports Hub. Yes, they're both from the same show. No, I forgot that when I was organizing this particular batch of wizards. Maya Staten was Sekhemet of the Neuroses. You can find her on Twitter at JokeWitch. Salua Amara was Sonoria, who I misread as San Maria. My apologies for the mistake. You can find Salua on Twitter at Dewdrop underscore MF or on Instagram at Tinted Glass. Tom Manier and Stephen Cole reprised their roles as Astrafel, Wizard of the Stars, and Vigo the Vavare, respectively. You can find them on Twitter at Starplanes and at Nemo Specific. Smoochulon the Smug was once more played by Josh Rubino, who you can find on Twitter at Professor Coppermain. Transcripts were provided by Lex Lewis. Our theme song was written and performed by Mess and Finesse Studios in Somerville. You can find them on Twitter at Mess and Finesse. Our logo was designed by Julie Benbissett. You can find her on Instagram at T underscore four underscore JBass or on Twitter at art underscore of underscore JBass. I'm Max Kreisky and I play Kimistro the Matchmage and Booker the Book. You can find me on Twitter at Max to the K. The trailer you heard for today's episode was for The Path Down, a sci-fi audio drama about two college freshmen becoming friends and facing their inner demons. It's a story of grief, privilege, and superpowers. You can check them out on Twitter at The Path Down or wherever you listen to podcasts. The series is now complete, so you can just binge the whole thing. It's very good. If you've been enjoying Wizard Seeking Wizard and want to help us make the show, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash whizforwiz. Thank you to our Patreon backers Jordan Church, Kira Romanello, Kelly Houlihan, Jen Geronimo, and Logan Cheshire. Your support helps make this show possible. Thank you again. We'll see you next time here on Wizard Seeking Wizard. <laughs>